Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 312. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Hey, right. brother. How's, How's it going? going? Bud? So far, so good. <laughs> good. You're Holi- here. Hol- holiday season's almost over. I'm looking forward to it being done. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm looking forward to the actual holidays. I can't wait. I don't know. Everybody around me has been in like this super holiday mood this year, like more than normal. And I've been like, the, <laughs> I've been like the total opposite. I'm like, eh, meh. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm totally. I don't know why. <laughs> I got some great tech gifts for my family this year, so I'm pretty darn excited. I'm more excited to have them open it than I and getting anything myself. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I'll have to report on them later. I also just finished wiring my home well wiring but setting up my home with uh google homes in every room to Are you in t- every room now just about yeah and to test it uh, still still not sure about putting one in my my daughter's room she's six but um she loves listening to music so i probably still will but it, it's 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 really interesting like oh the best thing i, I just a little quick segue here but um, this sort of shows just how brilliant kids are, man. My my uh, my wife was cooking downstairs and she got a phone call, and uh, she picked it up and there was a bit of a pause. She said, "Oh God, it's a telemarketer." But then, no, it's my son. Mama, mommy, mommy, it's Xander. And Sarah goes, <laughs> "Hi." And then she pauses and she's like, "How are you calling me? I'm using Google Home." <laughs> She's like, nice. what? <laughs> so he figured out that he could, he could call her, and uh, yeah, he did it. He was just doing speaker in his bedroom. Can you call from Google Home to Google Home yet? Yes, you can actually do intercom. I'm not sure if it, you can do it from one to one, but just one to all is from what I understand in the room, in the house, or wherever you are. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that though, because I think my wife can sort of finally go. Dinner's ready to every room. <laughs> well, I, I like the idea of having an intercom, so you could like, you know, call someone in a specific room. But I don't like the idea of it just going everywhere. That's just yeah. You right need to work on that. Just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a nice little story. It was very cute. I think my kid was so excited. He was just beaming. <laughs> that, so. Does he does he have his official geek card yet? Is he a geek yet? Oh, he's getting there. I'm I'm, I'm pushing it pretty hard. <laughs> Does, does is he asking you to take him to see Star Wars? Not yet, but that's yeah. it, it's it's kind of a uh, a given. That's kind of like a prerequisite. You have to be a Star Wars fan to get a geek card, don't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I'm losing my geek card. I'm somewhat of a fan, but I'm starting to lose interest. So I don't know. Well, it's just starting to get good now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, jump into uh, some of the news this week. Uh, to start with. Uh, Google is officially increasing the length of snippets in search results. Uh, you put this down here, so why don't you you'll leave with it? So um, basically, they've it, it's it's a range, but they've pretty much 
doubled the the length of the on average doubled the length of the description shown under a link in the search results and we get that description normally either from one of two places either the the um, description meta tag or google will dynamically pull it off of the content in the page and put it in there somewhere on its own well the interesting thing is when they first released this danny sullivan yes that danny um told us that you know you know they're, they're doing this it's fine um, you don't have to go in and update all your meta descriptions to make them longer we can handle that dynamically that's not a problem don't worry about it and then in the webmaster hangout um, last week john mueller says uh kind of the counterpoint says well if you want to control the longer snippets you want to update your meta descriptions so what that leads me to believe is that if uh you don't update them it's more likely that Google is going to create them for you and not use your meta description. And I personally kind of think this is the first step for them making the meta description tag go the way of the keywords tag. So it's not going to be useful at all in a couple of years or a year even. Maybe. But one thing that, that seems clear to me, again, all this is somewhat conjecture, but... Um, it's pretty new, so yeah. Yeah, is that uh, this is um, them giving a little more space for that one or two organic, those one or two organic results... <laughs> That appear in mobile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, to make sure you know, they don't get to three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it just, you know, they don't usually give extra real estate. So I think it's kind of a, I don't know, olive branch of sorts. Uh, it, well, not really. It's more like it just adds value and, and more clarity to those few results that will appear. Because uh, everything's just getting so dense. That and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if in the back end the engineer said, "Look, we can do these descriptions dynamically from page content, but it would be a lot easier for us to find something if it was a little bit if we had more text to work with." I wouldn't be a bit surprised if some of that came from the back end like that as well. So, is it going to be? You know, it's it is the meta descriptions, but I wonder whether or not they'll be taking this from schema descriptions or open graph descriptions. Don't know. Hmm. Have I mean, they? I mean, they haven't. They haven't have really previously, though, have they? No, not that I know of. Yeah. But it does seem odd that we've got content in different places. You know why? Well, Open Graph is was a movement primarily by the social community, all the social websites. They didn't even they didn't even consult Google, so it, it was like a parallel. I mean, Open Graph could have easily used the meta description as well, but they decided they wanted their own. True, which is actually makes sense because social is a totally different market. Right, and you and it gives you the opportunity to reframe the message. All right, I'll throw that out the window. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's um, I, 2018. I, I I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I've got a lot of confidence that uh, organic's going to hold on to as many positions in even desktop next year. Uh, it seems to be. Uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm not so much worried about positions as I'm worried about making sure that as SEOs we are more knowledgeable, more comfortable about how to get into those other features more readily. Right, it's it's harder to get into those features than it is to get into organic search, so it's more work. But I think that's where we have to focus at eighteen. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, this actually comes up again in this next uh, bit here uh, as a component of it. Anyway, uh, the latest local U um, 
podcast, uh, Video Deep Dive with Mike Blumenthal and Mary Bowling. I try and you know give some pointers from these every week. They did a great job. And there's always more than I ever post um, or could talk about. They're very busy. But uh, they were at or- the local U Advanced in Santa Monica. And uh, they watched a... Uh, uh, presentation from the lovely Joy Hawkins and she gave 10 myths of local um, that was her presentation now they didn't give us all 10 on the in the in the, uh, in the podcast but they mentioned a couple things that uh, were uh, notable so first of all stop worrying about sweet numbers uh, uh, Google is essentially ignoring them I, I didn't realize that was to that level that they were completely ignoring them but anyways it's uh, not something you need to be concerned about they get it um, so that's one thing. Next thing was name spam. Uh, we talked about this before. Name spam is still an issue, and Google is still s- sucking it big <laughs> at managing it. <laughs> uh, they uh, they're just they just don't seem to have a clue. There's just so much of it. And uh, uh, with that said, how to handle review spam was another component uh, that was discussed. Uh, and you know, in that. Uh, she actually got got some notes here. Uh, the tip was to flag it. I'm quoting here, and then following up with social after after three days. So, flag the spam, then following up with Google th- or yeah through social. Uh, they've got their own um, team there uh, where you can post questions and talk with a member there. Um, but followed up with a great deal of documentation as to why. Uh, that spam is obviously rev- uh, um, or uh, that review is obviously spam. Sorry, I'm trying to read and, and change this commentary into answers here. Anyway, uh, the, the same is about name spam. Um, if you're going to try and nuke it, you have to follow that up with documentation for the social channels. Um, so, 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 so let's help our listeners. What is name spam? So business name spam. So if you are uh, a locksmith, maybe you're called Acme Locksmiths. Well, if you happen to change, and that's the actual business name, but in Google My Business, in order to get better rankings for your area, you put in, let's say, uh, Victoria Locksmiths, Acme Locksmiths, or you know, or Victoria, whatever, something like that. They're obviously adding Victoria in there when it's actually not a part of their business name. So basically, keyword, stu- keyword stuffing your business name, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to, you know, report someone on that, you know, sometimes it's just frustrating as hell trying to get anywhere by following the rules. Well, in those cases, you may have to to, to go the route of reporting it. Um, they suggest going that route, you know. Um, following up with documentation that's always going to be critical you're going to have to explain you know take a photo of the the actual location showing that the business name is not what is shown in google my business will have a huge impact i'd expect Um, they also suggest that if you're having a particularly tough one you might want to partner with several other local guides to report a common problem so the cumulative benefit uh, of your authority is going to apply Uh, So, so so talk about that because i don't think a lot of our listeners know what local guides are yeah, so if you uh, go to the Google, uh, what is it? The local community, um, oh shoot, what's the address? Do you remember if you've been to it? I've been to it, but not off the top of my head, I don't remember. Yeah, so Google has a, a Google My Business community where you can get assistance from high-level guides. Uh, they're called local guides. Um, and if 
these are people who are known as experts. They've answered tons of questions. Google's vetted. You know, they 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 know these guys know what they're talking about. Joy is one of them. Mike Blumenthal's another. Um, you know, there's quite quite a number of them. If if they happen to back you up and also report it, you're going to have a better luck of having something done. Actually, Mike Blumenthal is the top one listed. So if you go to my business. Google My Business Help is meet our top contributors. Number one is Mr. Mike Blumenthal. There you go. Well earned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. Very interesting to uh, to see. Uh, there also, uh, another tip for the episode was to, and I, this sort of falls into the last note we were discussing, um, is to take hints from, now this, actually I should say, this isn't from Joy. This part was from another uh, discussion or another presentation um, was to take hints from search features showing under various competitors listings in your search term. So you do a search for, let's say, Victoria Locksmith, um, and you're a locksmith, and you look at the results, and you happen to see that um, events are showing up. I don't know why events, but uh, whatever. Uh, events are showing up in snippets or other details. Uh, if it's a restaurant, you're seeing menus appear or listings to reserve. If you don't have that showing up in your listing, take this as a, a strong cue that you need to add that schema to your site or leverage Google My Business by adding a menu or doing whatever it takes to ensure that you also have um, this particular content that can appear in search results. That's uh, a, a great tip. I mean, it'd be, a lot of people probably spend, spend more time than they admit looking at competitors. Well, get something out of that. Have something that's really beneficial, uh, that'll be a good thing. Okay, um, next one is a sad but true quote from Ms. Mike Blumenthal, uh, quote-unquote, one of the realities of Google My Business is that if you can't compete due to spam, you have no choice but to team up with other local guides, both to report the spam and then escalate it, particularly if it is large-scale. I know that's kind of what I covered before, but I thought it was a good quote to mention, mm -hmm. and it's true. By the way, I looked it up. The uh, the community, if you go to uh, advertisercommunity.com, you'll have a choice to go to a number of the Google different advertisers communities, AdWords, My Business, Analytics, and so on. And just click on the Google My Business. It'll take you right into the community forums. Okay, great. Next one. Actually, let's uh, before we get to the next one, let's take a quick break, and we'll get, when we get back, it'll be about five local search tactics your competitors are probably not using from Search Engine Land. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them to protect them and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? 
It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so I should have stated, you know, this one article, five local search tactics for your competitors are probably not using. I don't have all five. I just wanted to note one that particularly stood out. A lot of the other ones we talked about in the past, everything from securing your website to uh, ensuring you've got good content, kind of basic stuff. But one I liked uh, because it's a good reminder, and that is uh, to ensure that you have the proper Google My Business category. This is huge. Um, In the one example they use, um, and I've seen this personally. Um, the person had a category of lawyer for their business, um, but they were, they were in actual fact a family law uh, business or a, a firm. So when they switched the category to be more accurate, family law attorney, there was a huge uptick in the amount of visibility of the, of the site. It, it connected the dots. It was much clearer that that's what they were about and they got the traffic that came from that. Um, very simple. Um, sometimes something that is, is often forgotten though, I think. And if you, if there's a really good tool that Mike Blumenthal, we, can we t- keep talking about Mike every time we talk about local, but he has a great tool on his site called Blumenthal's.com that will really help you understand what category your business is in if you don't know, because um, there's only certain categories. Like SEO is not a category in Google Local Search. So if you're a lo- if you're an SEO firm, you can't put SEO as your category because it's not one of their categories. But Mike has a tool that actually has a ton of synonyms for the actual categories. So if you go into his tool and you say, um, I'm an SEO, and you, you you hit Google English, you hit search, it tells you, no, what you actually are is an internet marketing service. <laughs> That's your category. So there's a bunch of different, he's got a bunch of synonyms. It's a really, really helpful tool to help you identify categories. Now, so if they'd a, only make a schema or marketer or advertiser or anything like that. They have nothing. It's so annoying. I had to put professional service. Or no, <laughs> there local you go. business. I had to put local business. That's what I had to put. I was like, oh, for Pete's sake. What if you're not local? What if you're national? <laughs> well, you wouldn't be worrying too much about local then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Wow. Google Search Console beta is boosting data history to a year. Woohoo! Yeah, well, that's in the beta right now. So yeah, hopefully it's going to roll out. It works fine. But we've been asking for more data in Search Console for, what, 10 years now? Yeah. I guess that's forever. Since back way back when it was had its proper name of Webmaster Tools. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but there's no, no clue yet as to when it'll move out of beta to give access to everybody. But it's really, really promising to see that they're at least doing it in beta. So to tell our listeners what that would mean. 
So right now, when you go into Search Console and you look at data um, tied to uh, pretty much anything, anything that shows historical data in Search Console, you get 90 days, is it now? Is it 60 or 90? I think it's 90 days. And anything past 90 days is just it just falls off. It's it's out of, out there. So it's really hard to do long-term analysis of how a site or a term or a page or anything in Search Console is working because you only get a limited amount of data um, going backwards. If they increase that to a year instead of 90 days, it gives you a much better chance to do long-term analysis on a trend tied to something in Search Console. It's, it's really going to be handy. Yeah, and, I, and with the API, I see, I'm seeing more and more businesses or products and um, offering some of that uh, inclusion of data. So I imagine that'll help as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know there's a couple places out there that were actually collecting that for you. And you could there's like a service that go into your search console and collect the data every 90 days and store it for you, so you could have a historical record over time. But that was expensive, and you had to find the right people to do it and trust that it was happening. This is much better. Hmm. Cool. Um, before we get to the next piece, I wanted to, to share one thing. I've been getting uh, a few emails recently from clients that it, really it's unnecessary. It, what they is is they're forwarding emails from these essentially these spam campaigns from other pseudo SEOs that are saying, "Hey, your rankings aren't good. This is what you need to do." Oh, MG! I'm getting this happening a lot now. Again, I work with small business, and they may not know, but just spare your SEO because <laughs> all they're going to do is do what I do, which is Thank you, but this is rampant spam. Don't worry about it. Totally ignore it. This is you're going to be getting this all the time, and, and that's true. Uh, I've got clients who get this more than uh, just about any other kind of spam. It's just sad. Uh, yeah. So just keep that in mind. It's it really just wastes both time uh, of your SEO and and uh, yourself. Really, just ignore it. And sometimes it's not spam. Sometimes a client will, somebody's cousin is is into internet marketing, and they'll say, hey, how come this is a problem on your site? I don't see this <laughs> and that. And they'll call you up all panicked. My cousin told me that this is a problem. And you're like, no, your cousin needs to learn a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that happens too. Yeah. I mean, if you see something, absolutely pass it along, like an issue. But in this yeah. case, that. <laughs> but but at yeah. the same time, it would it, it doesn't hurt. Sometimes some of those happen, and, I, and I'll be the first to admit that somebody found something that was missed, um, and that somebody's cousin was right. It's like you know, that, I'm really glad they pointed out that we'll get that we'll get right on getting that fixed for you. We really try not to let that and try to be more proactive. But uh, you know, it's sometimes we're not perfect. You know, SEOs are not perfect, and it, it helps to have a second set of eyes. But when it happens every other day or every week, like Ross says, it kind of becomes more of a distraction than a help. Yeah, and, and again, just don't even bother with those emails from <laughs> that you're getting these those unsolicited emails about your SEO. They are complete garbage, totally useless, and uh, aren't worth your worry. Absolutely not worth your worry. Hey, 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 Ross, if I ask you to send you emails, can you can, will you not delete them? <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know. That's a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into the last uh, three uh, stories, let's uh, take another break. We're just going to fit one more in here and we'll be right back. 
SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve. As they move out, stand firm and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, what have you got next here, buddy? I thought this would be interesting for our listeners in particular. Uh, Google has updated their their new SEO starter guide. And this is kind of, to me, this is kind of interesting because it's been years since they've updated this thing. Um, the, and they, it's, I don't know why they decided to wait so long to do it, but they did. And they finally updated it. Um, I don't know if anybody's done an analysis of what's different from what it used to be, but I know they've added mobile, they've added um, HTTPS security, that kind of stuff. Um, they also used to have a thing called Webmaster, uh, what was it called? Um, hold on, it's in this article. It's a, It was another type of guide for beginner webmasters, um, Google Webmaster Academy. They got mm. rid of that. They got rid of that at the same time because they just kind of integrated the two. So it's all now sitting underneath uh, the uh, new SEO starter guide. And give it a, give it a read. Check it out. Um, if you're new to SEO, it's, it's definitely information worth reading. Some of it might need some caveats here and there, which, which is why you listen to our show. But uh, <laughs> definitely get that foundation by reading that, that starter guide. There's some good information in there. I did notice it was interesting. At the end of the starter guide, they have this big list of all the URLs they mentioned in it. And they have everything you can imagine. Develop, links to developers.google, the links to the PageSpeed tools, the links to the, the AMP project. The only thing I did not see a link to in that entire guide was schema.org which I thought was pretty interesting. Good, so we're in there? It, yeah, it's not in there. The, li- the, li- the link <laughs> no, is not SC there. No, SC101's in there? Oh, <laughs> no, they, they didn't do us either. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. No, okay. Huh. We'll have a talk with it. But you, anyway. I, know, I know you got all those special connections at Google. You reach out, get us put in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, I have the one speed dial. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would wish, although I'd probably get nowhere like anyone else would. Anyway, um, next is Google defines doorway pages. These are pages for ranking for keyword permutations. Wow, that's very SEO 101. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we've been dealing with since I think like the first day I started SEO 27 years ago. We were talking about doorway pages. And it's it's uh, known for a long time that doorway pages are not a good idea. But this is one of those things that every once in a while Google comes out and says, hey, this is bad. And we said, well, we knew that. We've done that for years. But it's nice to hear you say it. So this is another one of those kind of things. But it does actually give a couple good definitions of what a door page is that I thought would be handy for our listeners just to make sure they understand. So if you have multiple domain names or pages, target at specific regions or cities that funnel to one page. So let's say um, we talk a lot about local on the show. You say you have a website that has a bunch of subdomains that are all different cities that are basically a page talking about that city and all the links on that page go to other pages on your main website. That's a doorway page. That's not a good idea. Um, same thing if you just had a page on your site doing the same thing. Um, let's see, what's another one? Pages generated to funnel visitors into actual content or relevant portion of your site. So if you're just building a page to send them somewhere else on your site, that's a doorway page. If it doesn't have usable, valuable content on it, you know, and it's just designed to send them somewhere else on your site, um, unless it's like your sitemap, it's going to be considered a doorway page. Um, substantially similar pages that are closer to search results that are closer to search results than a clearly defined browsable hierarchy. Um, not real sure how to describe that one. It's... Um, closer to search results. Yeah. So essentially it just shows that you're trying to influence search results versus focusing on your website. Yeah, and there's substantially, sim substantially similar part. It's kind of like if you think about the old school doorways um, where you had one page targeting blue widgets, another page targeting red widgets, another one targeting green widgets, and everything on the pages were the same. All the content was exactly the same except you just changed the color. That's a lot, I think that's a lot of what they're talking about here too. Not that they were ever that basic, but I kind of missed the doorway page days. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> just because it, it was easy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it used to be a lot easier, that's for sure. It was. It was more stressful, though. I find it less stressful now because back then you could really, really make up oops and lose yeah. certain rankings. So. Very easily. But just it was just, just nice to have a little bit of, uh, again, support of what we've known for a while now from Google. Oh, brother, disavow files again. Google, we don't recommend generic disavow files. Is it just me or they just keep moving around on this? Okay. Well, the generic that they're talking about is like moving a file from one site to another site. You build a, you build a disavow file that works well on one site, and, the, and you're still working on another site, and you use the same file. That I think that's what that's the that's kind of what I got from that article was really you know they don't want you reusing the same files over and over again. Um, from site to site. Yeah, like if you know there's certain offending sites that may link to you, you've got those already disavowed, that kind of thing? 
Yeah, but I mean, you can, you can, you know, if you use a generic one, you, if you have it disavowed for one site, what if it's not linking to the other site and it's still in your disavow file? That's what I think they're talking about as well, right? If 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 a if a bad site is linking to both of them, sure, include it in both disavows, disavow files, but don't just generically say I'm going to use the same file on both these sites because I know yeah. that all these all these are bad. Yeah, Glenn talks. Glenn Gabe talks about a master disavow file. Or sorry, John Mew does. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, they've already said that there's really no point in using a, a disavow file unless you've got issues or you, right. you know there are reasons to use it. So, uh, yeah. Good to be stated. I think there's people out there that get panic and try and simplify these things and just end up causing more work for themselves and probably hurt themselves at times too. Yep. All right. I wish I wish we could create disavow files for people in our lives oh <laughs> wouldn't that be nice wouldn't it wouldn't it not that there's a story there i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> no not at all no 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 ah well there were no questions today we need more questions lovely crowd please do post some we love them and uh, if you post a whole bunch i might be able to fit in a question and answered ep- answers episode over the holidays uh john's going to be away but i will be uh, possibly around for one show and uh, if there's anything i can answer i'll do it so put it together send them all in and we'll see what we can do before the end of the year you're gonna let me review those answers before you do it weren't you <laughs> Just You're not even going to be looking at your email. <laughs> good, good, good point. <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, and remember, and, well, I should say, season's greetings. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you after the new year. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.